Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Okay, you guys, we have a special treat today with having Pizzi Duffield with us. And Pizzi is a life consultant, mother of two, uh, mom of a kiddo with special needs. And I'm so excited to have you here today, Pizzi, as we talk about processing pain and forgiveness. But before we dive right in, I actually want to share a little bit about Pizzi and how I came to know you and follow you and fall in love with you <laughs> in a non-weird <laughs> kind of way. Um, but you know how you find those people that you're just like, oh my gosh, like you, there's it's a kindred a spirit, like, yeah. And you just kind of jive with what they're offering and what they're sharing. And, and you were one of those people for me. And, hmm. um, so a little bit about Pizzi. So Pizzi grew up, you know, knowing God and really seeing him move in supernatural ways. Um, but really being kind of blindsided by different events that led to a lot of pain and a lot of disillusionment, um, and almost like a faith crisis where it's mm. like, it causes, caused you to confront some areas that it's like, what do I really believe about God? And, you know, knowing up here that he's good, but the rest of you kind of being in a mess about it. So, um, Pizzi has a tremendous, um, tremendously powerful testimony of overcoming pain. Um, and it's one of the ways, one of the reasons why she is so effective in her life coaching, um, and just being able to reconcile our emotions in our process. So mm. Pizzi, I just want to welcome you today and say thank Aww. you for taking the time because I know, you know, we chat a lot on Instagram, but I'm like, we got to have other people know who this amazing person is. So, yeah. So I want you to just kind of share a little bit about what that journey has been like for you and what was, what kind of brought you to that crossroads of realizing that how you were processing pain wasn't healthy. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I'm like, so happy that we're finally doing something together. (laughs) basically I'm like the worst because I was like, yeah, let's do something. And then I get busy and I forget. And so I'm just so happy that we're finally teaming up. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, um, for people who don't know me or my story, I mean, basically I grew up, um, I had a pretty awesome childhood in terms of like, I have, my parents were pastors, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but we were taken care of, you know, But still, even within that, it's funny because a lot of people can, you know, go, oh, I didn't have a father who left or I didn't have abuse in my childhood or I didn't have. And so they will discredit the pain that they can have totally from childhood. But it's funny because even some of those little pain fractures from childhood over time can create huge divides in our heart, you know, left unattended. Um, so I definitely struggled growing up. I struggled with my parents. I was their hardest kid, um, by far. They are like, you are the child there. I have five brothers. 
Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> but they were like, you were the child who gave us the gray hairs. Oh my gosh. So, um, I just bucked the system at every, 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 every time that I could, I, I was just such a difficult child, um, and really had a hard time, uh, with growing up with my parents being pastors was really painful for me. Um, but I did always love God. And then I ended up, uh, starting a ministry, which just blew up and it was for, uh, youth and young adults. And it was through the arts and it ended up blowing up, got really big, really successful, you know, um, we were having a really huge positive change on the city and basically because of, um, people that I was connected to because of their sin and, and shortcomings, the whole thing blew up and I was kind of at the center of it getting through a long story, ended up kind of getting blamed, like false accusations, getting blamed. And I just literally hit this. Then I went to youth pastor with my husband, but we worked with like very hard hard kids who had rough mm. backgrounds. So it felt more like, you know, I mean, we had kids like bringing metal pipes to beat kids up at youth group. It was oh. more like running a detention facility than it was like a youth group. Um, and I just felt so disillusioned. I just felt so like the church is fake. I've given my whole life for this and it's just caused pain. I don't see the point of this. And really went through a deep faith, faith crisis where I walked away from leadership. I walked away from church. I walked away even from my relationship with God to a lot of aspects and gave myself time to process, gave myself time for God to just show me who he actually was a, away from who I thought he was or who I thought I had to be for him. Yeah. And, um, that's when I encountered the love of God in a crazy way. Um, in, in such a shameful moment, just felt the love of God encounter me so strong. And during that time I was married, my marriage was falling apart. I was living in Chicago. My family's from LA. I'm like, this is the worst place you could have ever taken me. The winters were cold. I was by myself. I had no friends, you know, and it was in that most painful season that I learned how I had the choice to either let the pain break me or make me come on. Yep. And, um, and really I chose to let the pain make me. And I chose that even though literally everything, I mean, there are so many things in that season that I could have told you that were going wrong, that were going happening against me, that like just people dying. It was horrible. It was a horrible season, but through that season, I literally just decided that if God is good, then where he has me, there's a gift for me in it. And that I would choose to see the gift no matter what. And I would choose to believe in the goodness of God. And I would choose to extract the goodness out of any season, any place that I was in. Wow. And it rocked my world. And I built up basically the muscle of gratitude. I built up the muscle of endurance. I built up the muscle of, um, compassion. I built up the muscle of, of, uh, positivity. And, (laughs) and then from there, I, you know, I definitely feel like that season prepared me for the rest of my life because, you know, years later, um, you know, basically my husband and I had a hard time getting pregnant. I had fertility issues Mm -hmm. that I had to overcome. It was a really sad and hard time for us. And then when I did get pregnant, I had a horrible pregnancy, that was just, you know, I think yeah. some women can totally relate to this where you just, you know, 
on book, I was great. Great blood pressure. Baby was great, but I felt like I had the flu for the entire pregnancy. Couldn't stop throwing up. Couldn't, you know, it was just awful. And, um, and then delivered a beautiful, healthy baby girl, except for, um, the minute she came out, she didn't stop crying. Um, from the minute she came out until two years and slowly, it was a very stressful time. My husband was in a band touring. So I was by myself a lot with no family. Um, and, uh, over that time I began to see that something was wrong with my daughter and basically come to find out that she was autistic and she had multiple health problems that went along with that, which is why she cried all the time, which was a really hard and sad revelation to realize that your baby was in pain all the time. You had no idea. Oh my gosh. Right. You know, it's like not being able to act on our instinct, our God given instinct to say, I can't even, I went through something very similar when my daughter was diagnosed with pandas, where it's like, I can't rescue you. I can't take yes. you out of it. It, it. it hits you in such a different place. Um, it's torture for own mom. Like I would yes. rather take this on totally. a million times over myself than watch you have to walk through this. And then add, you know, the developmental stuff that goes into that and them not being able to verbalize to you what's wrong. And it's like, you just went to level 900 of Jumanji, right? Like, yes, <laughs> it is oh, 100%. totally different. Totally yeah. different process. I, I feel like it's one of the worst pains you can experience in life is watching your child suffer and not being able to do anything about it. 100%. Um, it's, it's absolutely, it could make me cry even thinking about it. It's torture as a mom, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, that story so well. Yeah. And so, you know, walking the, this road <laughs> with her, it's interesting because the muscles that I built back earlier and the way that God sustained me through life in the, in that darker season, uh, when I was younger, I've pulled on through the years, um, to work through the pain of having her. And, you know, then it's just, it's so interesting because, uh, I was, I got a new therapist this week. I go to therapy every week. Um, for my own sanity, because I have to, yeah. um, even people who help people need help, but, um, Absolutely. but you know, I was catching my therapist up <clears throat> on like the last like seven years of my life. And I was just going, I was naming, and then this happened. And then, and he was like, this is like a modern day job. Like, I don't understand <laughs> how all these things happened in such a, and I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. My life, you know, like right. I, I feel like there's been so many events that I've had that choice where it's like, I can either let this pain swallow me whole and bury me, or I can become who God's created me to be out of this. Wow. You know, and I feel like it's that choice over and over again. At least it's been in my life. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I love that you said that because I've, I've been taking notes as you've been talking about like certain things that stand out to me, because I think it's, it is that choice in that moment, that, that second between right of the in-between kind of messy part where it's, I am deciding, and it's not just this weird, like ethereal idea that God is good. Right. But sometimes it feels like it, it feels like this side of you that I can't, I can't connect to the goodness of God, because my situation is so horrible right now that I just can't see where he is. And I think this is, so relatable. I mean, especially to the special needs community, but in general, just life in general, 
there's not a person I know that doesn't go through something that impacts them in a way that either causes us to put up walls and really strong defense mechanisms to self-protect, or we can press into that pain and that emotion and say, God, I know you're here, but I don't know what this looks like. And so I would love for you to just kind of like share a little bit about how you practically connect to your pain and God in that, in that kind of space in between. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that like we, we always say is, you know, uh, God can't heal what you don't feel. And here's the truth. He is, that's not entirely true because I believe that we'll, 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 you know, get to heaven one day and God will be like, I healed this, this, and this. And you had no idea that I just did it behind your back. But so much of the time that I've realized the process with God is that when we refuse, when we refuse to feel the pain and we just dissociate from it, or we become bitter and hardened because of it, we also, you know, if we deny the feeling, we deny the healing, you know, and so much of pain is like, you know, we either do one of two things. We either, you know, take pain. And like you said, like we harden up or we dissociate and disconnect. And when you dissociate from pain, you, you know, your heart is like an object. If I picked up a pencil, I can't pick up one side of the pencil without the other side going up too. Right. And your heart is the same way. If you dissociate from your, your feelings and you dissociate from your heart, you, you can't choose where that stops. Right. So you might shut down one part that's really painful, but in turn, you're shutting down all the other parts of your heart. So we either do that or we stay in a cycle of pain where we throw our pain up on the people around us. We throw our unhealed pain up on the people around us, creating a bigger mess and more destruction. Right. And really what I found with God is that he's like, will you would you actually sit in the pain and allow yourself to feel the pain and not just allow yourself to feel it? Will you invite me into that feeling? Will you invite me into the pain? Will you allow me to take your pain and do something with it in there? And so really so much of the work that I've done over the years is learning how to understand what's coming up inside of my heart and not shut it down and not shy away from it and not feel shame because of it, but say, oh no, I, I'm actually really hurt. I allow myself to get past the anger, right? Cause yes. anger is a big emotion that keeps us right. protected, but right. past the anger inside what I'm actually feeling is scared, hurt, you know, right. um, sad. And those emotions are hard emotions to feel. But when I allow myself to feel them, then it's, it's such a tender thing where I have felt the presence of God come into those moments where it's not like the circumstance changes, but I'm not alone in it because I, in my worst moment of feeling in my worst pain in, in the, in the deepest sadness, I have allowed the presence of God to come in. And one thing, scientifically speaking, is that healing can't happen on our own. We need one other person to heal. And that could be the presence of God or a person. And so, you know, they've done all these studies that if you just have one person who can attune to you in your pain, you can make it through almost anything. Right. Just one person, you know? And so allowing myself to feel the pain and allowing God to partner with me, what I'm doing is I'm actually giving myself the ability to walk through it without it being traumatizing. 
Exactly. You nailed it right there. So, because that is, that is the determinant of whether or not trauma sticks, right? Is how well we are able to not just internalize our story, but process the story, right? And process it in a way that's like, I can now tell my story in a cohesive way without dissociating, without, um, you know, putting up walls, without throwing it up on people yeah without being like oh I forgive them but like inside my heart I haven't actually done any of the work to deal with the the pain or the offenses and that's what determines the outcome right and how well we're going to move through this and so and and developing that muscle and one of the things that um I don't know if you relate to this and maybe this is something that you probably did without knowing that you were doing it is, you know, practicing that muscle of processing pain, but like you have to start small, right? Like I couldn't process 20 years of emotional abuse in one counseling session. Yeah. It was like, we could too traumatizing, like totally re-triggering, like all, it just becomes a hot mess. Right. Yeah. But maybe I could talk about it for five minutes and then shut it back down. And then I'm learning that those five minutes I'm okay. Yes. And God's okay with me being okay here. Like we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and so I, I love how you shared about just that process of inviting God in, because I think, I do think the church is getting better at this. I do. Like, I think as a whole, there's a lot of healing that's happening in the Christian community, but I think it's also something that there's still a little bit of fear around emotions. Mm. And oh, 100%. Like, and without, like, I know my biggest concern is like, hey, let's not over spiritualize something that's actually a soul issue. Mm. Um, because we, I, I just think there's still like an element of over spiritualizing things that can actually be really damaging to people. Totally. Um, I know that I've experienced that. I know that I've said things that have hurt people. Um, because I was immature in my leadership or whatever. And so what advice would you have for somebody that's kind of walking through maybe a process or a journey of pain and they're trying to reconcile their beliefs about God? Um, and, but at the same time, not over-spiritualize the process. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that you have to remember is when you're in a pain process, everything and everyone you see is through the filter of pain. And the more severe the pain, the, the more, um, thick that filter is, you know? And so just like, you know, you think of an Instagram filter, you're not really seeing the person you're not seeing. It's a, it's, you can cut, you can see them, but it's not actually who they are, you know? And it's the same thing with God. So, you know, just recognizing that, that first of all, like, everyone and everything you see is going to be viewed through the lens of pain and it's going to distort your view. And so a lot of times, like when I tell people, like when I'm walking people through the pain process, you know, I'm like, listen, right now you can't, sometimes you got to be careful about asking why questions when you're in the pain, because a lot of times those, why, why did you let this happen? God, why is why me? Why my child? Why didn't you stop this? Those questions will not bear good fruit. Now there are a time and place. I think sometimes that you do need to ask those questions and God is big enough to handle them. But I think when we're in the middle of the trauma, all we need, if we don't have God as a safe place, then nobody's safe. Right. 
you know? Yes. Come on. And so like, for me, I'm like, listen, don't ask why questions, ask what questions, Mm -hmm. God, what are you doing? Where, what are you doing through this? What do you want to do in me? What's your heart towards me in this? What's your posture towards me in this, Mm. you know, and allow the comfort and compassion of God to get you through the trauma. When you're on the other side of the trauma, then you can start to ask why questions if you need to, you know, Mm -hmm. I have so many why questions though, that go in this box I have in my life called the mystery box. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know the answer why. And, and maybe I'll find out one day, maybe I'll find out why my daughter has autism, or maybe I'll find out why this thing happened to me. Right. But, or maybe it'll be heaven side, you know, but I put those things in the mystery box and I don't let them keep, um, I don't let them keep distance between me and God. And so I think the biggest thing is allowing, again, allowing God, don't ask the, the why questions, ask what questions and allow God to father you through the process. You know, and start to take steps towards allowing yourself to feel the emotion, you know, and a lot of people go, you know, they want to jump all the way to, you know, if something came against them, they want to jump all the way. A lot of times in the church, we want to jump to forgiveness. You just need to forgive. You just need to have faith and you need to forgive. The problem with that is, is that you are, what you're doing is you're using forgiveness to dissociate from your feelings and skip over a process that God wants to make you in. Girl. There's actually a process to Come it that on. God wants to make you in the process. So you are denying the healing because you're denying the feeling because you just want to jump to forgiveness. And the truth is, is that you, you can't forgive what you don't know you need to forgive. Yep. So a lot of times we think like, oh, okay, yeah, my husband cheated on me and I need to forgive my husband. And yeah, you do need to forgive your husband. But the truth is, is that you actually need to get in touch with what did your husband cheating on you cost you? Here. Did it cost you? Yeah. yeah. What did it cost you? Sleepless nights. It cost you trust. It cost you the inability to connect with him in that season. It cost you security. You yeah. know, like you need to take the time to add up what was cost. Yeah. So what it cost you so that you know what you actually need the power of the cross to forgive, you know? Yes. And that's actually, I love that. That's so good, man. I'm like, I'm going to go back and listen to that like five times <laughs> over. Cause I feel like that is her message. That is the message right there because it, it's true because forgiveness is a command, right? Yes. But then Jesus yes. does show us how to walk that out. And that it means actually counting the cost. And yeah. when like totally. for me, I couldn't get to that place of true heart reconciled forgiveness from my heart, which that is the command that we would be willing to forgive. Um, I could not get there until I was able to look at what I was actually feeling and the impact that that actually had on my life. And so acknowledging that this cost me a lot. And now that I see it, I can forgive it, but the, but the emotions have to have a place to be processed in full. Yeah. And and you need the father to validate your emotions. You need to validate your emotions. You need God to validate your emotions. Sometimes you need the person to validate the emotion. Sometimes you don't ever get that, but sometimes the process of rebuilding trust, you can forgive, but then the process of rebuilding trust, you know, requires that. Do you see me? Do you know, do you see the pain that this costs me? You know? And so, 
Yeah. It's just, it's an interesting process. And I think when you get down to it, like even with forgiveness, when you get down to it, it's, you know, when you count the cost, basically, you know, you can look at that list and go, even if that person came back to me tomorrow, they can never pay back what they cost me. Right. They can never give me back that time. They can never get me back what was stolen from me. However, there is a God who can, and Absolutely. who paid a really high price to redeem every single thing for you, you right. know? And so it's then yep. a bringing yourself into alignment with God, yes. you know, and with healing, then what you're doing is you're bringing your soul into alignment with healing. Like just yep. as I can be forgiven, that person can be forgiven. Exactly. And it allows God to come into that place to say, Hey, that resurrection power didn't stop at the cross. Yes, It's resurrected yeah. right here in this gap between what you lost and everything that you need to have given back to you. And yeah. once, once I recognized that my freedom and my breakthrough was not dependent on those people, like you said, ever being able yes. to give back to me what I lost, that was where like the acceleration Things started to change. Because it well, wasn't be- just up here, right? Yeah. It was yeah. styling in my heart. Yeah. Well, and then you're allowing the power of what Jesus did on the cross to actually invade your life where you're going, yeah, that person can never make it up to me, but right. I believe in the power of God to do that. And exactly. I don't know how, and I don't know how it's all going to work, but I believe that he can, you know, and that's right. where really, when we come into that alignment, we're our soul is the most at rest. Our soul is the most at peace because we're in alignment with our true selves. Exactly. That's actually who you were meant to be, you know? Right. And I, man, I'm like, we're going to need a part two on this because (laughs) it's so good. I know we got to wind down here, huh? No, I know. I'm so (laughs) We could just talk for like four hours. (laughs) Right. We'll do another five episodes on this. Um, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. There you go. We'll do more yeah. on this because I think it's such an important topic that the, the bride, is. the church be connected to the heart of God and get into that place of recognizing, you know what, there's some things that are separating me emotionally because I haven't dealt with my soul. It's yeah. not because there's a spiritual separation. It's because there's a soul separation. And so yep getting really comfortable in being uncomfortable in those messy places and saying, you know what? God's love is so big that he's not going to leave me here and I'm going to be okay, even though I'm a hot mess. And just like, I I recommend the movie inside out to a lot of people because it really (laughs) does help. It helps them to connect to their emotional process and totally oh, that's a great look? idea i never thought about recommending people watching every out, time right. people probably get so annoyed with me they're like oh inside out again i'm like no go watch like, it yeah, again go watch it again have a good cry and <laughs> tell me notes. what the Holy spirit tells you because <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know you're gonna have an encounter when you watch this movie and i know it sounds ridiculous but it's no not at all unlearning and learning who God is. And so I, I'm, I'm sad that we have to wind down today because this is so good. Um, but I want to share with people how they can connect with you because you are such an incredible, massive resource for women, for families, your story is, and how you walk out your life is so inspirational to me. Um, not only as a mom of a special needs kid, but just as a woman, like how you walk Mm. out your life is is it just, you're one of those people that I'm like, she's the real deal. So oh, um, thanks, Andrea. 
So if you were blessed by this episode, I want you to go follow Pizzi um, at Pizzi Duffield on Instagram or Pizzi.com is where you can find out about all of her life consulting resources. We will definitely yep. be having you back on again um, because we need to continue this conversation about inner healing and forgiveness and processing pain. So yes. thank you so much for being here, Pizzi. I loved our time together today. Yeah, it was so great. Thanks so much for having me.